there is balm in Gilead to make the wounded Choirmaster, with stringed instruments, a maskal of David, when the Ziphites went and told Saul, Is not David hiding among us? O God, save me by your name, and vindicate me by your might. O God, hear my prayer, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen against me, ruthless men seek my life. They do not set God before themselves, Selah. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. He will return the evil to my enemies. In your faithfulness, put an end to them. With a freewill offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Psalm 54 in the ESV. Well, hello, Brian. Good to see you again. Here we are. Hello. Back in our saddles. Uh, separate saddles. Separate good saddles. to see us. Uh, yeah. I have the syllable. Absolutely. Should have done it some is. Some mouth warm ups or something. Wow. I, Unique New York. Unique New York. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Was it because he was on fire? It's from Anchorman. I haven't seen that movie. But um, I, I know that uh, Hello San Diego or Stay Classy San Diego. That's what it is. Stay classy. That's from there. That yeah. and the other one. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's you and me. Just you and me. We don't have Turtles and Resbita. Step on our toes. <clears throat> or, I mean, improve my game. Or uh, we were stepping on their toes. One or the other. I mean, it's, <laughs> it. it all depends on, on which which channel you were listening to it on, I guess. Um, You know, fun fact. For the Sharpeard listener, it was exactly the same recording on both channels. We didn't even change the title. Did we not? What? No, we didn't. Uh, well, I did. Didn't I do it? I thought I changed everything to where it said Presbycast. I put Balm and Gilead and where it said Balm and Gilead, I put Presbycast or something like that. So it was like the mirror image. That's possible. I didn't notice it. I I thought it was the same, but it doesn't matter because it was a great episode. It was. We had a lot of fun with those guys. And here we are uh, launching the next season, I guess. I mean, who cares what number it is? Because arbitrary we started it with is. zero so i mean 
Who knows? And, and technically, this says episode 54, but who knows? Who knows what episode <laughs> this actually is? We lost count a long time we, ago. We, yeah, there's a lot of bonus episodes in there that uh, yeah. are, you, you know, make a, um, yeah. make a difference. Yeah, we can look up and see how exactly how many files we are storing, but are you really going to count the, the two-minute snippet where we're all just laughing constantly as a full episode? I don't know. Um, right in to our discord. If you have, yes. uh, if you, if you feel Concerns. like counting, <laughs> how, how do they get in touch with us, Brian? How do they sign up for this discord? There's multiple ways. So you can always just email us at there is at bombcast.com. The select few can just send us a text at and we will just hook you up. Um, carrier pigeon, probably. Sure. Uh, you could also just send, you know, a postcard. Uh, postcard with your email address on it, so that we can. Yeah, so we can invite we can you. Him. Yeah, unfortunately, the original doxed address has been wiped from Slack because they reset every ninety days or something. Yeah, it's the so. new thing to get you to buy into the plan at. Six dollars a head, way too rich for the uh, free uh, tech reformation, un- unmonetized, po- <laughs> yeah, the unmonetized podcast that you're listening to. Yes, we don't even have real sponsors. Um, uh, no, we make them up in our heads as we go along, uh, and then we don't and- even share the jokes to you. <laughs> Tonight's uh, comes from LaCroix, uh, LaCroix, makers of a fine. Guava Sao Paulo drink. Um, mine kind of sounds like LaCroix, but it is not. Mm. It starts with a la. How do you pronounce it? Well, it starts with a la. It has an oi in the middle of it, but I won't share oi? the rest. Okay. La. Yeah. And there's a ra. So it's a, there's a la and then a croy. And then there's something else. So. Well, if you can pick that one out, let us know on the Discord. Comes from Scotland. There's a little island. It sounds Presbyterian. There's a little island called Isle um, that produces this. But that's all you're getting. It's Lafroy. <laughs> so, well, uh, it's a great night to be talking with you here, Brian, because yeah. it is our first show back from quite a while, but something very important happened. Yes. Something incredibly we, important. We got to the end of another year. We and did. at the end of the year, uh, you kind of like get the Spotify wrapped. And we shared these with the Discord a little bit. And some other people had fun sharing theirs as well, which is always fun to see what you all are listening to as well. Yes. Fun and everyone up. was super into this last November when it came out. And yes. we were on hiatus still. And we're back. And we're back. So we're sharing it now. Um, except for me, because I'm sharing last FM. Uh, I have Spotify pulled up as well. Like I'm not going to just ignore it completely. He's, he's comparing notes and he's realizing how off his one note is because of well, a shared account for most of the yeah. year slash a hijacked account for the rest of the year. You said, you, you said it. And I, I mean, we might as well just get right into it, Brian. Uh, yeah. My number one song was Surface Pressure, a song from the musical Encanto. 
uh, which is a Disney movie. film. Oh, really? It, it was actually not bad for Disney, which yeah. these days is saying something. Back in the 90s, obviously, um, different different people were yeah. were uh, making these movies, but uh, it was a good one, actually. I liked it. But it was not me who listened to this song. It was it not wasn't? even my youngest daughters who listened to this song. It was your son? It was not even my son who listened to this song. It was nobody listened to this song. My daughters had been listening to this song along with a select other uh, few songs from the from from Encanto. And then they and turned the sound down, they, didn't they? They sent, well, they just turned off the TV, which was all playing through the TV and went to bed like good little girls, but did not shut down the actual Spotify playing of the song. Well, it, it cemented my desire to have that as the, um, uh, uh, to, to move to the family plan. So we abandoned Peacock. Uh, goodbye. We didn't watch you anyway. And took that money straight over to Spotify and plunked down for a family account and gave them their very own <laughs> so that they can listen to whatever music they want. And it doesn't bother me anymore, um, nice. which is great, which is great. When they, when, when they listen to it, when they use theirs, it's great. Oh, good grief. They use theirs all the time. They listen to a lot of music actually. <laughs> But then they, and so they don't, they don't use yours anymore. They don't Ever. use mine anymore. No. Nice. Yeah. We uh, are a homeschool family, as you know, as mm-hmm. are you all. And uh, we have, um, so the older two, when they entered high school, got iPads and the younger two just use the iPads that we have, which are older, um, but they will run Spotify. And so both of them kind of have claimed one of and are logged in to, you know, Minecraft and uh, Spotify and stuff like that. So it's like they're their iPads. Nice. And they're the ones who use them 99.9% of the time. Anyway, so it all kind of works out um, that uh, that that way. So, yeah. How about you? Yeah. What was your number one song, Brian? My number one song of 2022, and and I I will say this before I announce which one it was. uh, Okay. This song, as well as several of the others, especially song number two, number three, number four, and number five, it's all my top five songs. They hit the trifecta. The trifecta, by that I mean, I enjoyed the songs tremendously. So I listened to them on my own. Uh, Uh Two... My family enjoyed the songs tremendously. We don't have the family plan. And so they listened to this a lot. Nice. Number three, we did an episode on this album. And so we listened to it for research purposes because there's a lot on here that was on here for research purposes. So it hit the trifecta. I listened to it. My family listened to it and research. Um, also, cool. the, the keen listener may remember, I totally called this album as being my number one album. Um, I would say that I am surprised that the number one song was the number one song and not the number two song, but I think it's just because it was the first track in the album. And so we tend to hit it first and that would be into the lantern waste by Sarah Sparks followed very closely by Eustace scrub, which would make, which would have made sense as my number one song. Um, 
I think that I learned how to play it on, on the guitar. And so we listened to that song a lot, but uh, at, after a certain point, it was mostly like listening to me play it and not listening to Sarah Spark play it. Uh, and then Lucy's Tale, a new song of Trumpkin, and then Blood for Blood. So the, my top five songs were all from the album Into the Lantern Waste by Sarah Sparks. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, Into the Sparks. E -R, into the into Sparks. Into the Sparks. Into the Sparks with you. Uh, no, uh, Into the Lantern Waste was actually on Spotify my number six song. And uh, Diggory's Regret was the next yeah. song on that album. Uh, and it was my number 24. Now, uh, I'm going to swap over here to Last FM, which... So, so Diggory's Regret was the second to last song, by the way. It was, but um, I must have liked that one fairly well because it came ahead of Shasta's Complaint and at number 28 and uh, used to scrub at number 32. Yeah, I was actually really surprised that Shasta's Complaint didn't score higher for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one, and uh, we we talked actually quite about uh, quite a bit about Shasta's complaint and use of scrub uh, together. Which, uh, if you're following along, at that time we were reading through Horse and His Boy, which I was really enjoying. We still have not finished that book. <laughs> I uh, we, we we've done other things, uh, but uh, it's still on my to, to read list. Now, if I jump over to the real list, uh, the one that takes out the Encanto. Uh, Into the Lantern Waste was actually my number three. So it definitely yeah. made top five. Yeah. Um, going down the so, list. Yeah. I was going to oh, say, yeah. my next several songs uh, probably won't be a surprise to anyone. The net, well, most of these. So song number six was Oh Creative One by Providence. Probably my favorite song that came out last year. Yep. Um, and then is a song called Diggy Diggy Hole by Wind Rose, which I will talk about <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, and then a nice little ditty called Love Lifted Me by Sound and Worship and some guy named Brian J. Emerson, or Jemerson, as the cool kids call him. <laughs> uh, a song for Jill, Sarah Sparks. A Ghost to Guide You, poor Bishop Hooper. Istanbul, nice. not Constantinople. That was the next one on the list. That one was not one of mine. That was probably that was one of the songs that my family likes to listen to. No, oh, okay. Who's it by? Uh, the Four Lads. I thought it was by. Uh, I thought it was by. They might be giants, but uh, it's mm -hmm. at least the one they listed is by the Four Lads, which may be the same people. I don't know, but Istanbul, not Constantinople. Maybe Istanbul, not Constantinople. You know that song? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, but why did Constantinople get the works? It's nobody's business but the Turks. After that was a song called "June Bug" by Matt Powell. Mac Powell. Uh, we're not real big Mac Powell fans or Third Day fans or whatever, but it, I have a daughter named June, and that's the reason why we listed that. Uh, my wife actually found the song. She goes, oh, that's cool. It's by some guy named Mac Powell. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Mac Powell. She's like, you know who Mac Powell is? I'm like, you don't know who Mac Powell is? The lead singer of Third Day. She goes, oh. Anyway, uh, Shasta's Complaint came after that. And then Treasure nice. by Poor Bishop Cooper. And then a song called Mine, Mine, Mine by Windrose. Uh, God Be Merciful to Me, uh, the Providence version. 
Got another Sarah Sparks, another Poor Bishop Hooper, and then Jesus by Citizens. More Providence, more Sarah Sparks, Poor Bishop Hooper. Then a song called Windy. Look, everyone, it's windy. The Association. A, the Association. Um, I'm sure, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. I have a daughter named Wendy. Uh, so there's some really cool things on this list. Most of these songs make sense to, like, you would look at them and like, oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Uh, I have a song on this list named after every one of my daughters. But oddly enough, we couldn't find any song about Barnabas. Look up Bear. <laughs> yeah. Um, we There are a few songs that were uh, for research purposes, slash, slash for... Uh, uh, learned teaching a student to play songs for the bass guitar based on the songs that my school is doing for chapel. I've got a few of those on there. Um, and then some of the songs that my kids enjoy listening to. We've got some Rhett and Link on there. Uh, uh, we did get one Maverick City song that made it. How did that sneak in? Well, research purposes. Research purposes, yes. It's great. That's how we can actually you know, just kind of talk about any songs. In fact, I forgot to say at the top that the, uh, the only reason that I have Encanto in my top five at all is for research purposes. Yeah. It had to be. So who are your top five bands? Well, um, you know, I, I should share my actual top five songs first. Uh, and you, you know, one of the, the top one, was oh god my soul is in despair psalm 42d which is my favorite psalm it is it uh, is a good song crown and covenant it is and uh the next one after that was also a psalm psalm 37 and 103 by uh by a guy named spencer parsons Ooh, uh, that guy do you you know that guy i do know that guy yeah uh but anyway that that song is forgetting on all his benefits which is just a really wonderful song if you haven't heard it uh, Into the Lantern Ways came next. Um, this one is a little embarrassing to say, but it's true. Baby Jazz Shark. By Baby Jazz Shark. I remember you sending that to me European and you listened trio. to it once and just once. It made it onto my playlist once. Or hey, my... that's fine. I unapologetically enjoy that song. It is fantastically done and it does not get on your nerves, which is yeah. amazing. I will say I, this. I will say this as far as yeah. annoying music slash songs that don't get on your nerves. Uh, I did do. I did lead a workout, an hour long workout, uh, a couple days ago, and we listened to an album called Inspiration. The entire album from beginning to end. Inspiration. It was. Uh, was it inspiring? It well depends on what you mean by inspiring. <laughs> it was the first album released by a by a singer by the name of William Hung. Uh, he was a failed contestant for uh, American Idol. He is oh, most known okay. for his rendition of the song "She Bang" okay. and his in, in his inability to hit any note. <laughs> if you looked him <laughs> up, you'd be like, "Oh, I remember that guy." No, he was just I don't so bad. That guy, yeah. You don't remember that guy? He was so bad that everyone loved him, and he ended Everybody up felt sorry getting him. a record deal. No, they he had like this really great spirit about it. Um, 
And uh, everyone just thought it was hilarious. Like it was like in the sweet spot of this is so bad that it's that it's funny, but it's not so bad that it's actually painful. So he, uh, he, wow. I think he actually sold more albums than the winner of that season <laughs> of American Idol. But we listened That's to the amazing. whole thing. I do That's recommend, amazing. I highly, highly recommend listening to his rendition of I Believe I Can Fly and try to make it through the whole thing without laughing. It's, it's, it, it, just, it, is, it just is. It just is. He should do a cover of Gotta Get Down on Friday. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I don't. I don't think he's writing or singing any music anymore, though. He had his unfortunate. <laughs> he, he made a lot of cameos and a lot of uh, TV shows and commercials and stuff during his fifteen minutes. So he wrote oh, nice. that train. Good yeah, for he him. He wrote it. Yeah, it really yeah. was. Yeah, absolutely. Got to ride that wave while it while it's there. While it's there. Uh, All right. Well, my and my number five song was the river. Uh, by Solos, which is on the Philippians album, 2021's pick of the year from uh, Balm and Gilead, as I recall it. And it's the first song on the album. So I I typically with the Solos album, I will listen all the way through uh, beginning to end. So yep. good to see that one on there. But sometimes I get interrupted. So uh, you said top five artists, though. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a yeah, I had some good ones. Uh, Crown and Covenant was number one. 555 Shocking. different songs. I know. This was the same as last <laughs> year. I was once again in their top 2% of listeners or something like that. So um, I'm, I would like to meet the other people. They're probably... Well, only, only their top two? I actually don't remember. I, I, I think I slipped. Uh, you know, because last year I think I was top one, 1%. So. I, was, I was top 0.5 for a couple of different people. You were, yeah, and I yeah. was not that. I was not that guy. Uh, poor Bishop Hooper came in second, and that is, oh my goodness, my wife just stopped by, and she has a paper sign, and it just says "Baby Shark!" exclamation point, as in oh, no, really? baby, baby jazz shark. It's totally different. Baby jazz shark. It is totally different. Oh, now my son's laughing at me. This is at least folks, they're not shining home. lights into your eyes like that one time. I did that to myself. Um, yeah, apparently my family is horrified at my musical choices, but it was a top five song. And, it's okay, but it was good. It was. It was well done. I'm gonna play it tomorrow for you all, just like on repeat. I'm not gonna do that, fam. Uh, yeah, poor Bishop Hoover was number two. I mean, uh, they, you know, we'll probably talk about this, but you know, uh, epic performances by bringing their 150 psalms mm-hmm. to a close. Uh, that project, uh, you know, hats off to them. Solos, uh, wow, uh, number three. Can anyone imagine that? Uh, my family sure can. Uh, I was actually told it probably would have been higher. I, I bet it would have beat out poor Bishop Pooper, except for the fact that my family forbade me from listening to any more solos for a good period of time. In fact, I am still suffering the effects of that band. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. So I will listen to them tomorrow while they are at youth group. (laughs) Everything is youth group. 
everything is youth group. We could talk about that too. Uh, that might actually be a really good show topic. Everything is youth group. Do we talk about talking about that? We have, we have talked about talking about youth group since before the show began. I think we have. (laughs) Yeah. We're scared. We're scared to handle that topic is what I think is what that is. I'm only slightly scared. I am. The corner room number four. Uh, that was a good one. And then Holly Dutton, I think she got in here just because we listened to a bunch of, uh, her songs, uh, on the shorter catechism. Yep. Sarah Sparks was number six though, by the way. And Spencer was number seven. So, well, for you, I'm imagining she was number one. Yes, she was absolutely number one. I was top 0.5% of her listeners. Nice. Did you know that she, I did. I got the video, the video. Yeah. I did. I got three videos. Whoa. Yes. I only got like two. I got three videos. Awesome. Which meant that I was probably in like the top 1% of all three of those. Um, So Sarah Sparks, did you know that she has a twin sister? No. An identical twin sister. I think you might have shared that on a previous episode, actually. I just learned this, so I probably didn't. Oh, never mind. but she also sings. I don't think she has like any albums out or anything, but whenever Sarah is stateside, cause she lives in Hawaii, whenever oh. she's in stateside, like doing shows, sometimes her sister will come out and sing with her. That's awesome. Yeah. I just learned Very that cool. like yesterday. Anyway. So number one, Sarah Sparks. Well, and I'll say this as well for me, my number one, uh, I'd say all five of them made sense, but one, two, Four and five make more sense together than my third pick. So I'm going to save that one. Um, okay. So Sarah Sparks is number one. Uh, Into the Lantern Waste was the album that I listened to the most, and every song on Into the Lantern Waste was in my top 100. Um, my second album was, or my second band was Poor Bishop Pooper. And again, uh, Into, uh, Into the Lantern Waste, nope. Uh, Foreign Made. <laughs> Foreign yeah. Made was was the album that I listened to the most, and all but one songs from that album made it to my 100 list. Um, unfortunately, I think it was uh, the second to last one. Um, Love This Till the End, I think, didn't make the cut this time. Um, it was probably like 104. 101. <laughs> It wasn't 101 because I actually have 101 songs on my playlist. Oh, that's right. They give you a bonus one this year. Yeah. Forgot about that. Um, but anyway, Gold from their album Gold made it onto my list, which yeah. was interesting because I didn't think that was the song I listened to the most on that album. Um, there's a, there's another song that I, that I like better on that album. But anyway, it's kind of interesting. So Poor Bitch Paper is number two. Number four for me. Yeah was um hold on i didn't pull it up and i think it was providence providence would make sense that that would make sense um i was gonna ask real quick did you also get a video from poor bishop pooper i did yeah i did too yeah yeah Yeah, i got one from poor bishop pooper i'm pretty sure that number four was providence because that one makes sense and number five was probably the the biggest head scratcher. Uh, oh, it, I will say that the entire album of uh, Renovator Hearts 
was on my top 100. Um, oh, nice. But number five was the Ohellos. Yeah. Which I, which I had, which was good. I like the Ohellos and I'm not, yeah. I'm not super surprised that they were on my list except for that zero of their songs made it to my top 100. That is bizarre. You must've listened to quite a few. So I think that I, they're my broadest listen. Um, yeah, they must be. The Ohalos were number 45 on my list, by the way. Interesting. And so, so that was, that was really interesting that almost like my top one, two, three, and four, like the album that I listened to the most of theirs, almost the entire album made it onto my list, except for the Ohalos where a total of zero songs made it onto my list. Um, I will, I will go back and say, oh, I, I want to note that all four of those bands, uh, Sarah Sparks, Poor Bishop Hooper, Providence and uh, the Ohellos all have a very similar type of style. Uh, we called it urban grass on the last episode. Um, that was just phenomenal term. Yeah, yeah, which is a phenomenal term. It's it's a very very broad strokes term. Like uh, they're, they're they're folksy, but they're not like like out living in West Virginia writing music with a banjo. Um, but they all have that kind of that feel to it. Uh, Band number three was Windrose. Uh, Diggy Diggy Hole was one of their songs. Mine, Mine, Mine is another one of their songs. This is a metal I band. You telling, yeah, I remember you telling me about them. And yeah, yeah this is hilarious. This is a metal band. They're from France, but they're writing songs in English. Uh, they're all from the perspective of dwarves from Middle Earth. And they're writing about digging mines and getting drunk at at taverns and going to war and uh and it's hilarious like i i this one particular album uh called winter saga i think mm-hmm. is head and shoulders above all the rest of their work like this this album is just like perfection yeah um, that's a good one and I, I don't listen to metal music and i've tried listening to others and i just don't like metal music but this album for whatever reason I just really, really, really enjoy, and I listen to it on repeat, and and it does not surprise me at all that it made it to my top five. Um, of this album, there's only one song on the album that did not make it into my top 100, and it's because it was the last album, last song on the album, and it's over 10 minutes long, and so I just didn't listen to the whole thing um, every time. But uh, that's fair. Uh, yeah, but it, this this I just I love this album. It's really really dumb. Like my theory is that these guys are in France and they're writing in English, so they can write with whatever they want to, because their target audience is, doesn't understand English, and so they can be as just nerded up as much as they want to. And they're probably epic nerds writing songs about being a dwarf <laughs> from Middle Earth. And I just I cannot recommend this album more. This is just a fantastic album, but it does not. It's not urban grass at all. It's French metal. So, um, French metal, yeah, French metal. Is that a category. It I don't know, metal. but I get <laughs> like it, it really messes up the algorithm, though. Um, hey, that's important to do every now and then, yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to mention this thing about um, one of the things that they said to me, like, uh, that oh, and, and, I, and I, I got the I did get the wind, the wind rose video as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Because I was probably in their top 1% as well. Um, so Diggy Diggy Hole was just a random song that they wrote. It's 
the the chorus it's is i am a dwarf and i'm digging a hole digging diggy hole digging diggy hole it is not well written um it's my it's probably the least interesting song on the album but it was by far the most popular because someone found it and made a minecraft video with the song and it went viral and yep. that's how you do it um, and that's where my kids found it that's where your kids found it that's where everyone found it um, <laughs> and it's like if you look at all of their listens that song has probably that one song probably has more listens than all the rest of their songs combined but um it's just interesting. Uh, I, I thought mine, mine, mine was better. And it's not like me, me, me. It's it's like dig, dig, dig. It's you know digging in the mine. That That's sort of mine. Uh, I felt that that one was a more interesting song lyrically. So what you're saying is they confused Middle Earth with the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Well, I, I've actually, I have thought of this. Well, I mean, Moria. Moria is a mine, right? Um, and so I've actually thought about this quite a bit about the thinking of mine, 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 and hi-ho. And, and we well, have had plenty of time to, and uh, someone probably needs to make a video it. of Windrose singing hi-ho. Um, it would just be hilarious. <laughs> they, they should just do a cover of hi-ho. Like this, this needs to happen. Yes. Windrose, if you happen to be listening to this episode, please do a cover of hi-ho because that would just be the best. Um, and if you know Windrose, Go ahead and send them. If you know Windrose, please. Uh, just, just let us know. Um, but there's this weird, like the the whole. I didn't have any oh hellos on my on my list, and uh, one of the things that 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 Spotify does is they send you like these random. This is your like listening tree sphere thing. I don't know. They just make up weird categories and say this is you, and it's like that. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, this is your your listening personality, I think, was one of them. I don't know. It's just oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but one of them, they said, uh, they said you like to listen to new things, but when you find something you like, you're all in. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that that would describe me. I've, I've there's an album that I like. I'm going to listen to the entire album. I don't just like pick and choose songs. Typically, I, I listen to an entire album, and I'll listen to the album on repeat. And even if this band has multiple albums, I'll tend to gravitate to one album and just really, really wear it out. That's just what I enjoy. Um, I also think that's a holdover from like when you would go to the record store and pick up the album on opening day, you know, when the on release day. Yeah. Yeah. I I wasn't like the big release day type of guy. I I have gotten a couple on release day, but it was mostly like I would. There's, I'm going to say this, this is probably really random, but there's two albums that I can think of that, and this, I don't know if this is out of laziness or out of, I just really enjoy these albums, but I would put them in my CD player and I didn't take them out for like a year. Um, oh yeah. One yeah. was uh, Evanescence, like their, their first album, yeah. their, that, that big one. Like I, I had that in my, uh, I, I kept it in my car for like a year and, and I just listened, I just wore it out. Uh, another was Dashboard Confessional, a Mark Emission, a Brand, a Scar. Um, I had that one in my car for like a year. And it's just whenever I was driving, that's what I listened to was that album. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's always how it's been. But with the Ohellos, uh, there, I, I had, uh, there's like a four, 
EP collection and I made a playlist of it. And so I was listening through four albums of theirs, basically. Um, and so I think that I got a lot of song plays from them because it was a longer playlist, but I didn't like gravitate to any one song. Um, and so I think I got a lot of play count from the band because I went broader with it, but I didn't like narrow in. Uh, it's also worth noting that the Mars Hill CDs that we reviewed uh, yep. were all were all on my list. Almost the entire albums of each of those. <laughs> um, well, we did a lot of listening. We did in prep. Yeah, and, and, I, and I still listen to them too. I, I really like those albums, um, especially the uh, Citizens album and the uh, Sing Team album. I listen to those quite a lot. Uh, so they both were almost like fully there. Uh, there are a few other albums that that were there a lot that, that had a lot of, of songs from, but um, I, I just thought that was really interesting that, that uh, I listened to enough songs from the band, the Ohellos to make it onto my list, but not, I didn't listen to any one song in, uh, enough to make it onto my uh, individual song list. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, um, I was trying to look here for <laughs> my Spotify because um they take it away after a little while. Like I cannot find it anywhere. I thought I had posted the pictures to our discord, but I, I don't know. I was looking and it's just like, uh, I'm not sure where they would be, but, um, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some good stuff there. Uh, some of the, uh, you know, let's talk. What were some of the other artists that you listened to a lot? Maybe they came onto your top 100, maybe not, but who you want to like, especially call out like, oh yeah, um, this one didn't make my top five or whatever, but I really like them and I wouldn't be surprised if they're, you know, on my top five this year or something. Or, or maybe not, but maybe they're just really good and you want to you wanna call them out. Is there anybody like that on your list? I'm looking through. Um, let's see. Um, I did have His Mercy is More made it to my list. Which, which uh, the, the, like the original one? Matt. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt. the papas. Uh, well, only one of them was a papa. Yeah, that's right. The other <clears> one <throat> was not a mama. Um, oh, love that will not let me go. Uh, the edition by Evan and Emily Jarms, which I don't think mm -hmm. anyone has ever heard of them. It is a lovely, lovely rendition of that hymn. It's got ukulele. It's just beautiful. Um, no, like everything on my list is pretty. It's like. If you took off Sarah Sparks, Providence, Windrose, uh, Providence, uh, did I say Providence already? I did. Um, uh, Poor Bishop Hooper, um, and all of the uh, Mars Hill stuff, then it's pretty much just what my family was listening to. I do have some corner room. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. I got to know, where is Amy Grant on your list? Um, unfortunately, she did not make it onto my list at all. Okay. 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 
Uh, I did have some retin link. Like my hair goes up, my hair goes down. Uh, I had one Robbie Say band that made it. Uh, it's been a while since we talked about them. Uh, one Emu Music. I think Justin will appreciate that. Five Iron Frenzy, Dandelions. That one made it. Oh, really? Man. Yeah. There's a fair amount of Reliant K, and uh, I'm going to tell you, we'll get back to there. So oh. I've got stuff. Because I have some things to say about Reliant K. Did they make the news or something? Because I have not no. been paying attention. No, not at all. Just oh. uh, I happened to uh, I happened to be sitting in my car the other day, and I looked down, and I had one of their albums, and I put it in, and I listened through it, and I have thoughts. Oh, that's sweet. That's so funny, because just the other day, um, I was, like, looking through my list, because... Um, the reason I asked about Amy Grant, as you dear listeners should know, was she was the original reason we went from a single account to, uh, no, a uh, we just went to a single account uh, and then we went to a family one. But she was another instigation behind moving towards a family account. And because her last name is very similar to your first name. Very similar, yes. Uh, almost exactly right. Uh, she actually ended up at number 23 on my list. But maybe no more. Maybe no more. Maybe. Uh, Okay, so here's how she got on, was our family put a Christmas list together, and everybody in our family, I just invited everybody in the family, uh, and they could all add stuff, and we played it wherever we went, you know, around the end of the year, and... Uh, during the month of December, pretty much. And there were significant amounts of Amy Grant on that playlist. So even on shuffle with a 72 song playlist, she still did come up. Well, my Christmas playlist was featured on an episode of a podcast called uh, the Bob Gilead. And so you should know, you should know what mine was. It, I did like it. That. Actually, it's actually had a playlist. It is. It had a lot of uh, of Sarah Sparks and uh, yep. Poor Bishop Hooper and uh, the Ohellos, which were all on my top five list. So, yeah, that, that I, top five list I came out before to, the end of playlist. Yeah, I did listen to your playlist uh, once or twice, I think, and it was good. Put, yeah, I wore you, you I nice wore that thing out. Yeah, I wore that thing out. It was. It's a good list. I'm probably going to be listening to that one year after year, maybe adding some a little bit to it here and there. But I actually found a Christmas uh, album that I had starred last year, like today. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try to put that one on there and think about it. But it was from a band called Fifteen Seventeen Music. Yeah. And so that would that would probably be a good one to throw on there. I have to listen yeah. to it again, but it's not Christmas, and so I would have to like force myself to listen to it for research purposes. I don't remember if you told me about them or or, or you what. told me about them. Uh, yeah, but we also listened to a little bit of fifteen seventeen, uh, or one of our listeners could have also. <laughs> well, they uh, they release a song today or yesterday, and oh, did uh, they? I made it to my release radar, and that's what. Oh, nice. I, I haven't listened to it yet. 
I just saw that it was there. Uh, Citizens cool. were also released this song. As did uh, Ellie and Drew. How did I not get any of them? But I Maybe they did. Uh, I've only listened to halfway through. Oh yeah, good ground. Citizens, sure enough, it was pretty good. It was, uh, it was Skillet pretty good. also. I saw that song. I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some uh, kind of calls from the past here. So very excited. <laughs> at least it wasn't. At least it wasn't Point of Grace. Oh, the non-Mormon. The non the non-Mormon <laughs> Baptist group that. I could have sworn they were week. Mormons. No, I, no. I thought for certain. Okay, well, then somebody told me wrong years ago. Uh, I'm blaming you, Jordan, my brother. You should. because I think I mean, he was the one who said that. You, you, you mentioned, you're like, oh, that Mormon group. I'm like, um, they're Baptist. And I uh, actually know, I, and I happen to know where they went to college even randomly because my mom and my aunt it wasn't byu uh it was obu not byu ah okay yeah honest mistake you know oh, and by obu we mean washita baptist university in arkadelphia arkansas which is where i almost went to college that was you could have been an obu grad it's actually that was my number one choice for like all of high school and then senior year i uh was like, you know what? I should go to Union instead. And so I did. And I met my Probably wife. better choice. <laughs> and I met my wife the first week of school. So no regrets. No regrets. Uh, no, yeah. no regrets. I, um, yeah, I, I wanted to go to Trinity in Chicago for the longest time from ninth grade on. Uh, and then went to Northwestern instead. <laughs> so. Oh well. Yes. Uh, no, it was Things good. like that happened. Yeah, and I met my wife also, uh, actually before school even started at the uh, freshman mixer. Nice. Yeah, yeah. For us, it was they put all the freshmen in a in like they they broke us up and put us into different rooms and said be friends. And I ended up in the same room with my wife. Wow. That's yep. awesome, man. That's a great providence right there. It is. It is a great providence. Speaking of which, Providence was probably your pick for album of the year, right? For, uh, yeah, I would say for the album that released, uh, mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to the album, album that, released. yeah. So it released uh, just before Easter. Uh, it was kind of a, a Linton uh, Eastertide album, um, which is easier to listen to those all year round than it is to listen to Advent albums all year round because of just the seasonal aspect of them. But, um, but yeah, it was it was really good. I, I, I had so many. There's so many great things about that album. Uh, they had a song focused on the sun, a song focused on the spirit, a song focused on the father. Um, they had some uh, old hymns that they kind of retuned. There was a psalm in there. Uh, I'd say there is exactly one word in one song that I wish that they would have changed, but it was probably, they probably wrote the song and then the word kind of got abused in the culture and it made it, it kind of lost some of its luster. And that was oppression. They had the word oppression in one of their songs. Uh, That's all right. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, it's a biblical word and it works, but it's, uh, it kind of felt a little bit like, 
culture-y. It, it felt a little bit wokish. If that was their, the only song of theirs I'd heard, I, I might be like, eh, I don't know about them, but in the context of the whole album, I, I don't I don't think that they are. But I could be wrong. We could all be wrong. I could be wokish, and you don't know. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you never know what your what words you're saying now will be twisted and uh, put to other uses and, by... And speaking others. of wokish and Christmas songs... Kevin Max? Have you listened to any of that Christmas album that he dropped on Christmas Day, which is no. the worst day to drop a Christmas album on? Because yeah, Christmas because is now like over and no one listens. Yeah. That's it? It was, was the... Thinking? I don't know, but it is it is awful. It is awful. Like, um, uh, Resby said something about... He, he used the term butt rock. Um <laughs> And, and of course we all kind of like instinctively know what that means. And it was, and I, I mentioned something about like, and it was actually, it was actually our friend, Chris Seahorn, who, uh, who told me this at one point, like, it seems like all the male singers are, are like, it sounds like they have to poop the way that they're singing. <laughs> and, and I made a comment about that on the last episode. And I was listening to this, to this song that was on, uh, that was on Kevin Max's album, and he sounds just like that. And it's like, oh man, this is just bad. It's just so, so bad. It's like, why, why did you decide to deconstruct this year and then do a Christmas album? Like, what are you even thinking? Anyway, those. Were my I thoughts. just pulled it up. I had no idea. It, it's not exactly getting a lot of. Place. No, I mean, no. The most popular song is "Coventry Carol," and it has uh, almost seven thousand plays. Seven thousand. Seven thousand. And that's yeah, it. It's, it's really bad. That's that's really. Yeah, it's been out uh, a month now, or just short of a month, and it having just seven thousand plays. Let me, is let me not, see which. Let me see if I can find the song in, in question that was just really, really bad. Um, the Bleak Midwinter. That was the one I was, I was listening to. In, in The Bleak Midwinter. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, I was kind of introduced to that song this year uh, because Wild Ratkins had a version of that. No. Uh, Wild Ratkins had a, a rendition of In the Bleak Midwinter, and that was on my advent playlist. So um, it was... It's a, it's a good... It's a, it's a poem by Christina Rossetti, which mm-hmm. uh, I only know that because one, I'm married to a poet, and two, in the movie Hugo, uh, there there's a scene where they are mentioning Christina Rossetti and the Sasha Baron Cohen character. It's like, yes, of course I know who that is. I, I know the rest of the poem. It's not time for poetry. And anyway, he's like clearly has no idea who they're talking about. But uh, it made a it, it made it made an impact. And then Renee was like. By the way, that song is a poem by Christina Rossetti. It's like, oh, that's, that's kind of funny. That's the story. That was it. But anyway, in this Kevin Max rendition, he just sounds like he's in pain. I mean, it's just like, it's hard to listen to. It's like, oh, gone are the days. Gone are the days. And this, co- this album cover. Yeah. This album is cover is just. Go look it up, fa- friends. It's, like, I'm gonna des- it's I'm gonna pretty describe amazing. it. I'm going to describe this, this album cover and you can go and look it up. So a there's creeper outside in the, the wintertime. Yes. In the background, 
there's a there is a lit um there's a there's a lit glen of trees covered in snow it's important to note that they are lit like there is light that is shining that is keeping these trees yeah. in view it's not then, lit like the kids say let's just no, say that there is there's light that is bringing it into view and then in the foreground there is a shadow to Kevin Max with just his forehead and eye exposed. One everything eye, else, like one, one single eye. eye. Yes. <laughs> and everything else is like hidden by the darkness. And one of his shoulders is blurred out. That is my description. It is just creepy. It's like, what? Yeah. It's uh pretty odd. Um, the name, the name of this album is uh, winter woods. Well, I'm definitely getting the woods and the winter woods in it. I don't know. It feels creepy. Yeah. Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Definitely a retreat to safe space uh, right now. Uh, So some of those uh, artists that made it on the list, they were on the top 100 for sure, but didn't quite, you know, make it all the way to the top that I thought were interesting were first of all the two olas were right next to each other at 18 and 19 for me um and right around them was a man named marcus warner uh who was at number 16 uh he probably had my pick for album of the year which is called one minute please twice above the atlantic and um anyway marcus warner is a composer he kind of started out doing these epic movie score esque uh, songs when he was like 18. I mean, he was pretty young. Um, so listen to a lot of those. I really liked them. And he's, this is his first album that w- felt like it was trying to move towards a more popular audience. Right. And uh, so twice above the Atlantic came out this year. Uh, there are definitely elements of, of classical that classical training that he must have uh because he he definitely has the epic score kind of motif down but uh this particular one he really he branches out and he has um i don't know he has a great style that i think translates well to um more popular uh, music and so go check him out um that's my top tip. That's yeah. my pick for 2022. 2022. Oh, oh shoot. I forgot about them. Time for three. Is it too late? <laughs> no, no, you're good. They're really great. <laughs> um, uh, and this, this, this also came out this year. It's actually, um, there are a couple of people on it. Uh, the uh, band is time for three, but there are, the music was written by Kevin Putz, P-U-T-S, and the uh, album is called Letters for the Future, and I just love this album. I listened to it quite a bit. It came out this year back in June. It actually released on my daughter's birthday, uh, but Contact um, is the name of the, the the work, and then there are four different um uh, four different movements within that. The call, uh, codes, scherzo, 
contact and then convivium and i don't know i just really liked all all of them and uh would really encourage you to go out and check out the album so there's two to listen to nice um do we want to talk about some of the the podcast ads yeah um let's do it yeah so uh, pull that up i've got to pull like I've got them pulled up, and also on uh, on our Discord, Discord on the Release Radar channel. That's where we posted all of our Spotify rap stuff. Oh, it is. Uh, I thought that was a newer one. That okay, cool. And so, uh, so some of the cool things uh, that we saw, um, our followers went up by ninety two percent, which is which is pretty cool for our growth, especially since we only put out fourteen episodes last year. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, we were the top podcast for nine fans. So thank you for the nine of you who were your top podcast. I think last year, the year before, we were top podcast for five people. So this year we were the top podcast for nine. And I was nice. not one of them. Um, well, even better. And neither was Spencer Parsons. We were his number five. He was one of our top uh, listeners last year. Um, and so, but still... So thank you, Spencer. Thank you for listening and uh, for being awesome because you're got some cool stuff coming up. Um, other thing, episode 51, which was our song versus song review of Rest On Us by Maverick City, which made it to my top 100 uh, songs, as well as uh, Oh Creative One by Providence. That was, a, that was our song versus song. That was our number one listened to episode. And it was listened to uh, pretty exclusively like the week of release. Um, the week that it released was the week that more people listened to our podcast. Like, that was our most listened to week. That was the, was the day that that came out. So uh, that seems like people shared it and, uh, and liked it. And I, and I know we got some personal emails after that episode came out as well. Of, of people thanking us for that review. Um, do you have like the stats pulled up for? I don't. I just have that. Just the, those are the, the the podcast wrapped from Spotify. Okay, awesome. And also, yeah, and um... also, all all that information was just off the Spotify platform. So they were our, uh, our Spotify listeners went up by ninety two percent. Our Spotify fans are nine nine of those, and that episode is listened to on Spotify the most. So, I imagine that there's probably some carryover to the other platforms as well. Yeah, if you're new to our show, we're kind of a smaller, close knit podcast. Um, we may not be large, but that's okay because we don't let the fame go to our heads like those it's other true. guys. And we are not monetized, so you won't hear any <laughs> boring commercials. We also receive no money. That's the trade off. No. <laughs> but that's okay. We're doing this because we're really interested in um, music and music in the church yes. and music for church type people. Uh, that's yes. kind of how I describe it to uh, when some, one of my coworkers learns I have a podcast. They're like, first of all, they assume it's about design because you know 
being a product designer, they would assume that. Um, but it's not. <laughs> it's it's about uh, it's about uh, church music, is what I tell them. So, yeah, yep. we like it. And let's see. Yeah, we actually uh, all time. I mean, it, it, we have almost. You know, we're closing in on ten thousand downloads and everything like that. So that's more than I ever thought it would be. <laughs> which is pretty yeah cool. we had high hopes and high, high hopes we, for a living uh google uh search performance this um, is always interesting I, every i don't know if we write in and tell us if we should do more shows on this but the way our um show is found is mainly through our Content with uh, that one show, Dust, what, Dustin Kensrue. Yeah, Dustin Kensrue. So, so people will will Google Dustin Kensrue and find us. Like that is the number one way people find us. And then uh, Jeremy Riddle. People are looking to see uh, why did Jeremy Riddle leave Bethel? We did like one yeah. icebreaker segment on that. Yeah, um, and other things with, with Bethel. Like there's uh, some yeah, other girl Dustin Kensrue Faith is number one. Yeah. Then Jeremy Riddle leaves Bethel Church is number two. Then Dustin Kensrue uh, Plain. Then Dustin Kensrue Christian. And then why did Jeremy Riddle leave Bethel? And then is Dustin Kensrue a Christian? Uh, and then another Bethel one, Lindsay Davis, who is yeah, the Yeah, Lindsay one Davis. Who, she's the third one, yeah. Yeah, who we, we mentioned her in passing also. one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we should I think that tells us we need to do more episodes on Dustin Kensrue. We, we, yeah, more like Dustin Kensrue content and more Bethel. Like so Dustin Kensrue, if you're listening, call in. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like half of our episodes we at least mentioned Dustin Kensrue. Um but yeah, the Jeremy Riddle and the Lindsay Davis stuff, that that one always surprises me. Like it comes up like month after month. People are searching mm-hmm. for this. It's like mm-hmm. we talked about it during an icebreaker once and yeah. uh, and that people find us. So, uh, yeah, write in. Let us know if you want us to do research into it or if you know anything about this and you want it to be on our podcast, like write in and say, here is all of the details. Just read this and we'll do that and it'll be great. We actually we got it. We, we, we actually did get um, uh, some remarks, like some mm-hmm. comments. Some people actually left comments on some of these. And it was like, yeah. yeah. One guy said that one guy told us that he was willing to come on the podcast yeah. and, and debate us openly about it. And I was like, <laughs> I just don't think that that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> so we never, so we, so we didn't respond to him. If you're um, listening though, still, we are, we're not just ignoring you. We're saying no. Um, yeah. I mean, while it might be fun, I don't think it's going to be very edifying to anyone. So that's really the reason. Um, Unless you know, your name we're, is we're, Brian Eckelberger, then please just do whatever you want to, but come on the show. <laughs> All right, Brian, you heard it here first. Sarah Sparks as well. Please just come on the show. Answer your voicemail. Um, I didn't leave her a voicemail. It was an email. (laughs) 
It probably went in with all. I'm the not that weird. It was a, probably. Oh. Like a, oh, we, hey, we have hey. listener mail. <laughs> we have listener mail. Stop everything! Yes. Stop the presses. Uh, stop the presses. Uh, yeah. Um, Carl, uh, Carl Casperson, love the podcast. Del- discovered via Presbycast. Awesome. If I could get a gig doing church music like Providence Band, that would be sweet. I've played so much terrible music in church. Here's my arrangement of Paul Simon meets All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, and it's a SoundCloud link. Should I click Brian Emerson? Um, just send it to me. I'll look at okay. it later. Okay. Um, I already clicked, but I will listen yeah. another time here. Uh, let me forward this to you. Because, um, yeah, and if you're Carl out there listening, like, thank you so much for listening. This is awesome. We will definitely do that and actually check our email, which yes. is there is at balmcast.com. It does get it to is. us. And we, promise. we check it. We do on the show when we are recording. Um, yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I got that one because it usually were just uh, forwards to my email. But I don't remember seeing that one. Maybe it just got buried. And I apologize, but I'm usually better. Yeah, we, we, we normally just get stuff like, uh, hey, please join Spam. our podcast, you know, share yeah. circle or whatever it is, you know. We really think that if you sign up with us, you will get more listeners. It's like. You will quadruple your listenership. I'm, yeah. I think I'm good. We will pair you with people to interview on your show. I really don't think you will. <laughs> I, really, I really don't think you will. If you do, like if you can like pair us with people that would actually be pertinent, then uh, maybe, but we're so niche. I just don't think that you're going to find the right person for us. It, no, you'll find the guy that wants to openly debate us about Dustin Kendrew. Awesome <laughs> maybe that was Carl. No, I don't think it, it was. Maybe, Carl, maybe Carl is probably a cool guy because he found us through Presby cast. And that's um, true. I, uh, yeah, I will check out this uh, rendition of All Hail the Power of Jesus Name demo. So, yeah, check it out. Thanks for sending um, it in. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So, do we have anything else that we want to talk about? Or do we want to uh, well, jump into the uh, Reliant K listening trip that I yeah, have? I, yeah, I am curious about this because, interestingly enough, you found a Reliant K album. I... Uh, I, I kind of got off talking about I'm on a project. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amy Grant is number was number 32 on my all time listens on last FM. And, and I've constantly really hard to... some surgical precision to knock her out of that place by listening to whoever's right below her. And Reliant K was one of those bands. And so I put it on, uh, I played uh four score uh, and uh, no, oddly enough, oddly enough, that's the album that no, I listened to. No, let's talk about four score. Okay, let's do it. Let's My talk son about loved it, doing by it. The way. Yeah. So, what are your initial thoughts before I ruin um, it for you? Okay. First off, I did not do like this deep, in-depth listen, but I liked it. It it is one of those albums that came out after I really stopped listening to Reliant K. It, it came out immediately after Mm-hmm, which was, in my opinion, their heyday. Oh, man. Mm-hmm is the best Reliant K album. Yes. It is. Absolutely. 70 it with is. the highest 75 
Oh man. That was on my list. That was on my list on my, on my top hundred. Um, so it, it came out right after. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw them in concert when they were on their mm-hmm, tour, but it was after this album came mm-hmm. out. And so mm-hmm. they played, mm-hmm. so they played a couple songs from the album uh, at their concert, but they were also touring with Switchfoot and then they did not play Deathbed. And a lot of people were like, oh, come on, why didn't you play Deathbed? And, uh, and it's like, well, you know, the song's like 10 freaking minutes long. And that takes, that's a lot of like real estate in so a concert. And, and also it, they were on their mm-hmm tour and it was on a different album. So I, I, I can see that. Uh, and I would say the next time, years later that I saw Reliant K and Switchfoot playing together, they did play Deathbed. And I was pretty excited nice. about that. Nice. Deathbed is arguably the best song on that album. Um, on five score and seven years ago. On, on five score, yeah. yeah. I think I said four score. I was getting confused. Yeah, you're getting confused. Yeah, it, it's five score because it's their fifth album, and it came out sure, seven sure. years after they started, so it was a play on words. Um, so that's just a little bit of the setup. Uh, there's one song on the album that I skip every single time because I think it's terrible. Faking my own suicide. That is the one. No kidding. I, I was like listening to it. And I was like, this song is terrible. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. Objectively terrible. Not only that, but it like has the steel guitar in it. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just weird. Like it's just weird. It's not clever. It's not it's fun. Not, yeah. It's not clever. It's not actually like, funny. Who are you Reliant K? Yeah, uh, um, it's just not a good song. Please just delete it. It. I mean, I would rather you waste ten seconds of my life over and over and over again than have to listen to that song once. That is, a- uh, it is one of their fewest listened to songs on the album. It is uh, right into. Uh, it, it is at one point three million plays on Spotify which is just above given till there's nothing left, which is 1.2 million plays. So, yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Pleading the fifth acapella, but that's just like, the that, lead-in that's, song. that's the lead in song. That one doesn't, yeah, count. It doesn't count. And there's also a 12 second crans can melt uh, yes. on us for all I care, which is, I just wasted 10 seconds of your life, which is what yeah. I was referencing. Yeah. That's, that's the song. Um, I'm going to amend a statement that I said. I do think Deathbed is is probably one of their most clever songs. But the song that I actually really enjoy listening to the most, and I forget it's on this album, is, and I think this is their best song that they've ever written, lyrically and musically, is Up and Up. Which one? Up and Up. Oh, Up and Up. Oh, the one right before Deathbed. Yeah. Huh. You like unpopular songs that's uh that's comes in at 1.4 million so just a little I, bit i don't care it's their best song suicide. up and up um, right. it, you hear it again, uh, and, folks yes they have a, a, a like a b-sides uh album that they came out with uh, called the bird and the b-sides and yeah. uh they they have a version of up and up on that that's like a more pared down version and that one's even better huh um, but the lyrics in the album a long time ago. When Bird and the B sides come after. I mean, it, so that was what they had. 
they were had a record deal with a recording label and um uh-huh. and in order to get out of that record deal they had to release a certain amount of songs and so they oh that's right they did like this double release uh the nashville tennis ep and um the bird and the b-sides it, they kind of came out together they're good i mean it was what you'd expect with just like a all right we're just going to dump all of the songs that we have to get out and so we can 26 songs on that album by the way came out yeah. in 2008 and uh on it, it was it was a fun album it was it was quality goatee um, records but then they they switched record labels after that um, oh wait this is copyright 2012 goatee records but it came out on i gotta figure that out there might have been like a, a re-release of some sort. That. Yeah. No. Um, anyway, uh, Up and Up has like their their rhymes in that they have like three syllable rhymes like regularly in that song. It's just it's just really really well well constructed well written song and it's just it's it's pleasant. But anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about the album as a whole. Okay. So. I think that this album suffers from, oh yeah, I know, suffers from, we just released a really stinking good album and now we are struggling to like put together an album that can compete because they, because we're, we set the standard really, really high. And so now we have to like match or beat that standard and they just couldn't. Uh, I would say um, Colony House's third album suffers from the same thing. Uh, cause their second album was so good that they just, they set the bar too high to, to compete with themselves. Um, in the same way, I think Jesus freak did the same thing. Some people would argue and say that supernatural was a better album than Jesus freak, but it wasn't. They are wrong. No, they, they are wrong. <laughs> um, they, Jesus freak set the bar too high and, and the band couldn't even survive. And now Kevin Max is making really creepy Christmas music. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, so that's that. I think that this album really suffers from that. I think after this album, they did one called Forget and Not Slow Down, which I think took a different direction and was a nice urban grass album. Um, and I actually like Forget and Not Slow Down significantly more than Five Score, though I don't think it did as well. Uh, I haven't looked at the numbers. But Five Score, seven years ago, has a really strange uh, aspect to it, especially given the idea of Christian music. Uh, first of all, sometimes it's hard to tell if they're singing to Jesus or if they're singing to a girl. Um, most of the time when it feels like they're singing to a girl, they are singing to a girl. There's a couple songs where they're clearly singing to Jesus, and there's a couple songs where it's hard to tell. And so red flag number one, is this to Jesus or is this to my girlfriend? Um, For Reliant K, come on, there are certain bands where you just can kind of assume. Reliant K was always on that. They're singing yeah. to a girl. But so there's I, a few the- songs like I'll, I'll give one, for example, give, give, give. Um, it's that one's hard to tell who they're singing to. I think they're singing to Jesus think but that one that one was that one was more difficult who are we singing to um but then there's the other aspect to this where uh like and i'm going to 
I'm going to switch bands for a second. Uh, Go for it. Back in like late 90s, early 2000s, when we had this whole boy band phenomenon, um, it was par for the course for like every song to be about a girl and for every song to be about a different girl. And you don't really care because there's five guys that are all singing to the same girl at the same time anyway. And so there's like this weird weirdness to it where you just have to kind of um, go with the flow. And, and, and you don't really care because it's it's not meant to be deep intellectual music it's it's supposed to be five hunky guys all singing to you at the same time and you get to have your pick as to who is singing to you and you have to be a girl listening to it for this to make sense <laughs> hopefully anyway say, that's that's not my dream um all right so so that's you know that's normal but that's also what like type four maybe type five music so we're not talking about christian music of that we're talking about completely separate um, standards. Um, and, and we're all okay with that. So we get to this Reliant K album and like half the songs are, uh, love songs to girls, which is fine. Christians can sing love songs to girls. That's okay. But who is he singing to? Like they don't make sense that they, they're, they're not Matt Teeson singing to some girl because half of these songs don't make sense together. Um, Point in case, faking my own suicide is a song about, you know, I've messed up. You don't like me anymore, and so I'm going to pretend to kill myself so that you'll feel all sad. So then I'll come out, and then you'll be my girlfriend again. That is basically the narrative uh, of the song. It's a really bad idea, but that is what the song was basically saying. Um, but then we also have "I'm Taking You With Me," which is, you know, if. If home is where my heart is and my home is where you are, but it's getting oh so hard to to um, live my life without my heart or whatever the line is. Uh, so I'm taking you with me. So he's like, you are my love. You are my heart. You are my home. And so I can't stand to be apart from you anymore. So I'm going to take you on the road with me, which is if you're a Christian, that should be a song to your wife. It doesn't make sense to be to your girlfriend in the context of Christian music, it makes sense to be your wife. Well, he's not married anyway. He's like been divorced several times, but anyway, neither here nor there. He once dated, uh, 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 Katie Perry. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Part of me wonders if she was the girl from that one album where it's like, he has a cell phone snippet. He was talking to some girl over the phone. I think that was in two Uh... lefts. Um, that was an earlier uh, 2005, yeah. I guess. Yeah, two left don't make it right, but three do. Which was the album right before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's that's speculation. Anyway, uh, so we have these these two songs that can't possibly be from the same guy. One of them is, um, you know, I'm afraid that you're going to leave me, and so I'm going to fake me on death so that you won't so you will be sad that I was gone and wish I was alive and then I'll be alive and then you'll be with me uh, versus I'm married and I am bringing my wife along on the road with me. And then there's some other songs as well that just don't mesh, which as I said before with the sync model, we're okay with that. Right. And in, in, in the case of secular music, uh, we understand that we're not writing from lived experience. We're just writing for entertainment and Reliant K is a very entertaining band very good at what they do which just made me ponder 
if we're talking about pure entertainment, just completely pure entertainment where I can write from any lived experience, it's not my own. I'm just, I'm just writing to write uh, a popular song that people are going to like. Um, is it okay for Christians to do that, especially in reference to, to love? And it just made me think. Uh, and part of it is this idea of uh, just being disingenuous. Like he's not putting on his true self. He's not putting on his true mm -hmm. face. I can't trust what he's saying because he's just writing a song to be sold. And so when he does switch and talk to God, when he's writing a song to God, how can I trust it? Yeah, it makes sense. So it's like on one side, it's like, uh, it's almost him being two faced. Uh, yes. In a way. Yeah. It is. And that's exactly that how I would describe it. Mm -hmm. So that was just my thoughts. Two sets of books, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. So when I'm talking, when I'm singing about a girl, it's okay to do whatever I want to. But when I'm talking about God, you're just supposed to trust me and trust that I'm not faking it. Or faking Should it bands pick one or the other? Can there be a band of Christians? Like, should they just be a band of Christians? As the old 90s uh, yeah. slogan went. Yeah, and, and even thinking about that, like if I'm just a band of Christian, should I still be genuine? Should I still be authentic? Mm -hmm. Like from singing from the Christian worldview, does singing from the Christian worldview only work if you're going to be authentic? If you if you switch and you just write for entertainment and you're being disingenuous intentionally, does that cease to be written from the world, Christian worldview? Does it cease to be type three music? I wonder if this is why I'm jumping a few steps ahead, but yeah. I'm wondering if this is why we saw the explosion of worship music as a genre mm -hmm. in the late nineties to early two thousands. Maybe so. Like the 20, 2000 to 2010. And the reason I say that is maybe some bands were like, yeah, we got to decide one way or the other and we're going to pick yeah. Jesus because nobody's doing that music. And so they went hardcore into worship music because that yeah. was most clearly Christian music. Yeah. Like a line was drawn in the sand. It's like, you can either sing to a girl or you can sing to Jesus. You can't sing to both. And so which one are you going to do? You cannot serve both God and mammon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I wonder if that's part of it as well. Um, and, and that, that makes sense, but yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not out here saying, I think Reliant K is evil. Now I, I, I will say this. I don't think Matisse is a Christian. I don't think he's lived the, the Christian walk. I, I, I think that there's a lot of red flags. He hasn't like officially deconstructed as far as I'm aware, but I mean, he, he has not been a model model Christian. To, hmm. who, to, to uh, he has not lived a life worth emulating. Um, very not open, exactly very, skillet. Very not exactly skillet. No, which is weird that they are like the standard for actual Christian. <laughs> I still that's uh, I still I, I saw someone post once. If I could go back to my uh, to my to the deacons when I was in youth group and tell them, hey, by the way, years from now, uh, the lead singers of uh of Cademan's call 
and jars of clay are going to walk away from the faith, but the lead singer for Skillet is going to be like the most gung ho like advocate for biblical truth out there. I don't think they would believe it. Yeah, right. I mean, part of it was the type of music that they were doing, and yeah. there were two that sounded very churchy, or yep. like what good Christian or urban grass. ought to listen to. Yeah. They were urban grass before pre, it was urban. Pre-urban. Grass. They were pre-urban, pre-urban. grass. <laughs> they were they were suburban. Uh, yeah. yeah. Prairie gla- uh, uh, grass. Yeah, suburban grass. Suburban grass. Song as well. No. Whereas but skillet was metal. Skillet was was pretty metal. Metal techno and, there for a while. Yeah. But not disco. They weren't as cool as the Newsboys. No, no, that's, that's all right. right. I did. I did plug Newsboys in the last episode. I hope you. Yeah, uh, Resby and uh, Chortles did not did not appreciate, but that's all right. Um, I can still love the Newsboys, who are I think my number three most listened to of yeah. all time band. I'm just glad I said it before you did because I know you're thinking it. I know that it was, was like in your head. You're like, oh, I got it, but I said it first. You did. It was great. It was great. Of course, if Chortles and Resby listened to our show, they would have known about it. I was, yeah, I was, I was like, um, you know, like, uh, I know they're going to like hate this, but it was, it was so funny. It was it's, there's no way that we, that we could have gotten by without having mentioned it. I mean, he set us up. It was like, you know, oh, yeah. when you're playing volleyball and it's just like, I think I'm going to lop this over the net. It's like, I've got to spike it. You know, I don't think any Christian bands have written a disco album. Oh yeah. There's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that was a lot of fun, and we we uh, um, had a, a great time with them, and hope to do it again. Yeah. Honestly, absolutely. You know, that's that that might make a great show topic there too. Brian is just talking about um, should Christian band. You know, what is a Christian band? What does that mean? Yeah. I think we've talked about that in some of our early ones, but maybe just revisit that a little bit. And it's just like, what makes a Christian band a Christian band? Is it the content or is it the person or is it some combination? Um, or, or maybe I should throw this out there. Is it the fear of the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's gotta be. Yeah. Hmm. Because a Christian is going to fear God. Yes. But so that to me it seems like it would point towards the the character of the people in the band. Right. Is that, and, and, and is I, that what you... Yeah, and, and I threw this out there because that's kind of one of the, the main themes that I want to like dive deep into in upcoming episodes is, is really talking about the fear of the Lord and, and about how um, having you know a genuine fear of the Lord plays out uh, in your life, but also in your, in your lyrics. And so uh, yeah, I think one of the key problems with a lot of the quote, bad worship music is there is no, there is no fear of the Lord. Like raise a hallelujah. There's no fear of the Lord in that song. Zero. Um, whereas some good uh, Christian music and, and, and I'll, throughout Sarah Sparks, uh, the fear of the Lord is all throughout her music. 
she has a song called Religion um, that is just saturated in it. And uh, I can't recommend that song enough as well. But, uh, you know, we, the, 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 you know, like Providence as well, uh, Providence, you know, oh, oh, creative one, it has the fear of the Lord in it. Like it's, they are, how does the Holy Spirit actually act? What does the Holy Spirit actually do? How can we write that into our music? And so this idea of the fear of the Lord, genuine fear of the Lord will be in the lyrics. And I believe that's what makes a good, like, type three song is the genuine fear of the Lord. Well, that's definitely worth considering, but that's a whole nother topic. It is. And it's getting late. It is. But I did want to close this out with a, a quick glance at the Billboard Hot 100. Ooh. Would you like to guess who is number one this week? Last yeah, week, nice. we're number three. This is our 45th week on the chart, or 45th week on the charts. Yeah. I remember but not time, not at number one. I remember a time where I really cared about this stuff. And it has been a long time since I've even thought about it. Oh, yeah. So I me have, too. I have, I've not been listening to any sort of secular radio. I don't even know what's like, what songs are out right now. So I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, well, it is same God by elevation worship. Same God by elevation worship. I have never heard of this song. Um, number two. Have you, I have, we sing it in chapel. Oh, okay. Well, it's number one this week. So you're going to get ready to sing a lot more. Number two, build a boat by Colton Dixon. I know who Colton Dixon is, but I've never Peaked heard at number time. one, uh, 34th week on the chart. Uh, then we have Perfectly Loved by Rachel Lampa featuring Toby Mac. In Jesus' name, God of Possible, Katie Nicole. Gratitude by Brandon Lake. I am very familiar with that song. We, we do that one a lot. Then Christ Came, Mercy Me, which I did not know Mercy Me was still recording. God is in this story, Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave, um, who was number one last week and fall, uh, has fallen all the way down to number seven. And then your old friend, Zach Williams, at number eight with Heart of God. So, Okay. I saw that Zach Williams did a song with Toby Mac, but I haven't listened to it. Um, let's see if it's on the top 100. Spotify tried to get me to listen to it, and I didn't. I was too busy let's listening. Have another one. Ah, Cornerstone, number 40. Wait a minute. Is this like the old I don't know. worship song? No idea. Cornerstone? Cornerstone. The old worship song Cornerstone by Hillsong that was basically in Christ alone. Like is a Frankenstein in Christ alone. Yeah. Cornerstone was, yeah, the bass player at our old church and I, uh, he were, we were good friends. And it was funny, whatever week he played bass, they always did Cornerstone and we hated that song. And so we talk about it. Yeah. I would, ra I would rather just sing in Christ alone and, uh, the solid rock. I'd rather just sing both of those two songs because it's one song and just Frankenstein's two together and it doesn't do it as well. Well, I am uh, very sorry to inform you, but I, uh, Skillet, hey, they're on there. Psycho in my nice. head. Number 46. 
they got uh, a Caleb Award last year. I recognize very few of the people on here. Have you ever heard of a Montel Fish? I don't think so. He's got some songs on here. I have nice. never heard of him. <laughs> anyway. I mean, Lauren Daigle fell fell from the first yeah. song and stopped caring. Uh, yeah, it's that was just sort of this novelty. Uh, yeah. How far can she go? How far? Kanye ruins everything. <laughs> That's my take. Kanye does ruin everything. Ah, uh, yes. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the top one hundred. R- well, the top the top eight roundup. Yeah. All right. Good talking to you. Yeah. So we we did. We made. I, I wasn't sure that we could make it a whole hour and thirty minutes with having zero notes to go by, but we did. We did. We we made it. Yeah, uh, so come back soon for more on Dustin Kensrue and Jeremy Riddle leaving Bethel Church because that's what gets us to clicks. That is. We will at least have that as a hashtag for every episode, whether we yeah, talk we about it or no, we won't. <laughs> we don't even have hashtags for episodes. I'm not that cool. Uh, well, we do have categories, which are like hashtags. Yeah. So uh, This one time... Uh, Grant was looking at my YouTube channel. He goes, you don't have any metadata on any of this at all. Why not? I'm like, I don't have time for metadata. Who has time for metadata? Who has time? Who has time for metadata? That's why our YouTube channel has no um, activity. It's hard to find it even when you're searching for it, actually. It is. is. (laughs) What's worse, what's worse is I have like four different YouTube accounts and I never remember which one it is. If they're all the same. It's like Brian Emerson, Brian J. Emerson, Brian Emerson Music, Brian J. Emerson Music. And I don't That's okay. I don't even remember I, why I chose one I did to, to switch to the Bomb and Gilead one, but, or why I didn't just create a new one. But They're all out I did, there. I did they're what I did. To explore. I have no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Uh, maybe that could be the show title. What's the, uh, what, are, what, we need a show title. No Rugrats. Rug with an R-A? No, like, yeah, R-A-G-R-A-T-S. No, no Rugrats. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Something. All right. We'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll make it happen. Either that or we'll probably put it as Spotify 2022 wrapped. Interview. Oh, yeah, that would be, you know, more descriptive, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. All right. Well, good Good talking to you, Brian. I'm, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. W- what Absolutely. good words do you have to send us out on? Uh, Ooh, good season? words. It is a new year. It is a new season. Um, I don't think anything can top. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded Yeah.
Thank you for listening to the Balming Gilead podcast. We love hearing from you, so email us at thereis at balmcast.com. We are a part of the Tech Reformation family of podcasts, and you can discuss our show and much more at slack.techreformation.com. We'll see you there. If you enjoyed the Balming Gilead podcast, please encourage others to listen. We value your feedback, so rate, review, and recommend the show in your podcast app of choice. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Balm in Gilead podcast.